Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 104 of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Jim Reamer. Zach is in Arizona following the uh, Grand Canyon basketball. He's, well, we both have people we know on staff there, but he's definitely really close to one of the assistants out there. So he's spending a week out there with Coach Drew and his staff, and I'm sure enjoying the nicer weather than, than what we're getting into here, even though it's not been too bad. But uh, Nick Baumgart should be joining me later. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some Evansville basketball stuff, especially the uh, the event they had this past weekend at Harrison High School. And we'll have a little bit of Southern Indiana talk this weekend because that's where I was pretty much all weekend as we get into games, teams, and players, and things like that. So uh, it won't all be Southern Indiana, but um, because Carmel played Cathedral, I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about that game. We also had the Marion County Tournament this week. Uh, that was um, interesting development. Unfortunately, the <laughs> My travels kept me from going to the semis and finals, which I normally don't ever miss. Uh, so the the final game, I think, uh, really came through and lived up to the hype as North Central claimed victory there. A little bit surprising that that happened, just be, mostly because of the way Ben Davis had been playing and, I guess, properly annihilating people. Um, but North Central came through there. But uh, anyway, let's get uh, up to date on the recruiting that Zach normally does, and then we'll we'll probably be able to bring Nick Baumgart in here and we'll talk about some, uh, some Evansville basketball. So Beck Williams from Bluffton, the uh, senior guard um, picked up an offer from, from, uh, I'm sorry, he's from Bethany Christian. He picked up an offer from Bluffton, uh, Bluffton college. Um, other offers, uh, Cademan Bontrager from Leo picked up a division two offer from Finley. A couple of NAI off NAI offers went out this week. Trey Steinhilber from Boone Grove. Picked up one from Calumet St. Joseph. Aiden Lambert from Fort Wayne Snyder picked up an offer from Concordia. And then Brandon Northern, who has has, has already gotten a Division I offer and has not committed yet, um, picked up a junior college offer from Colby. So those pretty light week. We had one, we did have one commitment that we kind of came in. Well, it definitely came in last week after we had recorded, but it definitely did not. We had published it. We, we record this on Sunday mornings now, and then we publish on Monday mornings. Uh, we, we just save anything that happens the rest of the Sunday uh, for, for the following week. And that's Peter Suter committed to Bellarmine. He had decided to wait till the school season to commit. I know last year, Brian Waddell did that. COVID had a large impact on Brian's decision, just the whole summer being wiped out. Peter had sort of a similar situation where he had his entire summer wiped out due to an injury, including the June ball stuff, uh, you know, when coaches could come out in June. And I, I think he was going to play it out the school season and see what would happen. And I think what happened was, was nothing new developed. And so he decided to go ahead and finally commit. He liked the group of offers that he had. And I, I do think he had a nice batch of offers. We'll get his uh, offer list up here real quick. Um, but he had he had a good group of offers, but nothing had sort of jumped out any differently. So most of his offers were were mid-major schools. Like his offers were New Orleans, 
Bryant, Toledo, Western Michigan, Stetson, IUPUI. Of course, Bellerman came in with an offer. Uh, Robert Morris, Wright State, and Ball State. So that was his lot. And I think, obviously, in those situations, you look – some of those schools are mid-majors. Some of those schools are, are low-majors. But you look at fit. You look at how it fits academically. And none of the high-majors, I think, that maybe had been talking to him a little bit coming out of last school season had bitten. Um, I don't know that playing out the rest of the year would have, would have changed that. I think Pete is, um, Pete's an outstanding player. He, I think at the college level, he's going to be a good, like offensively, a good third option, a playmaker defensively. He's going to be able to guard multiple positions. And then just as overall, his overall impact on the team is, is way more than about scoring. Um, he is, he, he's improved a little bit this year and just his willingness to go out and get a basket when they need it. He's definitely looked to be more aggressive in that regard. Um, but he's still a, um, he's still a, a system scorer. He, you know, which that's good when you've got a system that can produce as good a looks as what Carmel gets. And with, with some of the other options they have, you can't just completely key on him. Um, but he is, He's still, at the, I think, at the college level, not going to be a primary option and, you know, not going to be that guy that goes out and just, you know, takes over stretches and games with offense. He's going to be that glue guy, the, the ball mover, the, but also a guy now who's become more of a playmaker. And I think that's where he's improved the most is just his overall shot creation for others and his ability to, to get downhill and, and really look to make plays and not just get into shots. So. Um, I think there's times even for Carmel when he could probably score more, but he is working to get other guys involved. And I think ultimately in the long run, that makes them a little bit of a tougher out because it's hard to just key on one, one guy or one or two guys. So, so congratulations to him on that commitment. Um, made complete sense to wait for the school year to see if something was going to change. And, and now this was, this was probably a good time to do it and not just wait until the, the spring or, or try to play something out. So, so not, not a huge week in recruiting as far as the number of kids that had offers, but one of the bigger ones that we've had the last few weeks. Obviously, most of it will start picking up once we get through the school season. Um, and this is the time now where colleges really bear down their season because it's, we're right in the thick of college, college play. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Nick Baumgart should be here and we'll get a chance to talk about uh, some of the stuff we both saw this past weekend down in, in Evansville. As promised, as hyped, as as predicted, we have Nick Baumgart joining us now. Yeah, I know. I, I, was, I, had, I had to do the recruiting stuff alone because Zach's in Arizona. My contract doesn't reflect your. Uh... Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, you're getting you're getting paid what I'm getting paid, so that's that's the good news. The bad news is is you're you're getting paid what I'm getting paid. So good news. Good news for the audience is it's, it's, it's pro level. So let's, let's get on with it. There's that. All right. So I was down at Evansville this weekend and then I say this weekend, we, I saw the stuff that went on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. And I, I basically did. Yeah. At Evansville Harrison, I basically did a Southern Indiana trip, which, which for me, Friday night was a good game. No matter what Friday night was P- Eastern Pekin versus North Harrison. Those that are paying attention. Um, up to that point, Eastern was 11 and 0. It's a tall stage, Jim. It is. Peaking or Eastern was 11 and 0 when I'm not in the gym, 0 and 1 when I am. 
And now then after Friday night, they were 0-2 when I'm in the gym and 11-0 when I wasn't. So we sort of set up this deal that if they lost Saturday night, that uh, I would not go to their tournament games because at that point they'd have been 0-3. So they were down to Paoli last night, 18-11 to at halftime. You think about leaving? Um, <laughs> no, because at that point the damage had been done. And then they came back, and I know this is not what we necessarily intended to talk about, but that they held Paoli scoreless in the third quarter and scored the first, I want to say 17 points of the quarter of the half. Uh, Paoli didn't score their first point in the fourth quarter until the fourth quarter. And even then I think it was a free throw and then they hit a bucket. But at that point, Pekin was just pulling away because they're, they just were a better team. And, and, you know, we'll, they, Kate Jones and Jake Cherry, those two guys started clicking, started getting going. Um, they got a couple of other kids that do some nice things for them. The Kelt, um, Caden Anderson is their, their sophomore point guard, but, but, um, yeah, once Cade and Jake started cutting loose a little bit, it was Paley didn't have a whole lot of answers. They basically just were trying to beat up Cherry and it didn't really work. It kind of worked in the first half, but I don't know. They, they made some nice adjustments, especially defensively. And, and, but anyway, so that was not what, we really wanted to talk about, but those kids that you mentioned, what, what yeah. level are those in NAIA kids? Are they good high school kids? What are they I mean, like? I think, no, I think Cade, I think Cade can definitely play in college. I don't know yet. You know, I have, I've not evaluated him a ton to, to know. I mean, I think he's, if well, he's six, four and he's pretty long and he can shoot. So, I mean, I think if you're an NAIA school, I think you can take a chance on that. Right. But I definitely think he could go to division three school and, does he love it? I mean, I think that's. that's oh, I don't. Really, yeah, I don't know. I don't know him as a kid. He definitely. I know he puts in time. So much of when you're at kids like at that level, you know. But he I puts, mean, he puts in time. I know he yeah. puts in time. He puts in work. So, um, and I know he cares about losing. Friday night, he was upset. Everybody else was kind of, you know, kind of not not laughing and having a good time, but smiling. And you know, even Jake. Jake has a really good friend on North Harris's team, and. They were kind of yucking it up after the game, and that's fine. You're, it's your buddy and all that kind of stuff. And and I was there, and so he was spending some time talking with me, which is cool And because I don't ever expect anybody to do that after they get beat. Sometimes I just leave because I don't want to be part of the mood. Um, right. And, you know, and, and – But you drive a long way. And, and But Cade – yeah, but Cade, Cade cared. Cade was pissed. Yeah. Cade was upset. He, had, he has a cousin on North Harrison's team, and or I think that's what it is. And they were wanting to take pictures, and he was not having it. So he was upset. So that was good. I'm not saying the other guys are wrong. I'm just saying he cared. You know, he really cared. And so, yeah, I think he wants to be better. I think he wants to compete. I think he wants to win. And um, I know, you know, it was poor Logan McIntyre missed Thursday practice because of kind of a COVID scare. Um, and – the only reason why, and really the only reason why he missed practice was because he had to wait for his COVID test. So then coach, coach fever doesn't start him, which that's fine. There's no, I mean, that's not being critical, but then he comes in and 15 seconds in, he has two fouls. So he played 15 seconds in the first half. How against, long did he sit? Um, he, he sat the entire rest of the rest of half. No, what, what he, well, no, he didn't start. You, you say he didn't start. He played 15 seconds in the first half. 15 seconds went off the clock and he came into the game. He came in. No, no, no. He came in with about three minutes to go in the first quarter, picked up two quick fouls, and then sat the rest of the half. 
And the second foul was kind of bad, but and coach is better than a better coach than I'm ever will ever be, right? Here's well, a guy that's super competitive that will squeeze every inch out of every that's not fair. It's not like he was legit like he was like, Oh yeah, you know, blew it off, was like you know, yeah, but policies, yeah, but policies, policies. I I kinda I was kind of joking around with one of our parents I, okay. talking about it. I said I'm kind of that way too, but in the summer I've got because I've got nine, you know, you know, other guys who could start. I just feel like Logan McIntyre has, has has earned that equity in the program, right? Like, well, that's true. I mean, that's that's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is not, rules are rules. A personal thing. It's like a philosophical thing. It's kind of an old school. Like to me, I think if you, but if you do it that way and you win, it works. And you you keep doing that way. There's no reason for them to change it just because it's you know they were down by 17 at one point. Um. But they were down by 17 after he got in foul trouble. So it wasn't like he was down because he was sitting. It was like a six-point game when he came in. And then he got in foul trouble. And then that snowballed. But then they kind of fought back and cut it to eight at halftime. And then you're they scored the You know, you're going to have some adversity in the tournament. So at some point, well, early in the games, they're going to hit you in the mouth. And you're going to be like, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. Well, maybe he comes in earlier. I don't know. Uh, but that's, no, that's pretty good. Like, you know, that's, that's why you play the games. So, uh, so Evansville. You certainly don't play for a seed in the uh, in the tournament. Go ahead. No, and they shouldn't. These sectional fields aren't big enough to see. How was Evansville? Evansville was good. Um, of course, you didn't show up. That was good. <laughs> you weren't there. At least you weren't there Saturday morning. Jim's a guy that shows up to wherever you live, and he expects that you're you're not doing anything. Like you have like no plans for the next. Like, why? Well, what do you mean you didn't know? That's all right. Hey, so he has peed you. So the first thing I noticed about Harrison, they have no parking. Uh, everything's street parking. So it's like going to Connorsville, which, you know, again, nothing wrong with that. Um, but luckily it was a sparse crowd last yesterday. So I was still able to get kind of close to the, at least got close to the curb. Um, the, the casual game was you know, like I less I like uh, Wes Agner, Agner is that how do you pronounce it? Agner. Agner. This is why you're on. The only reason why you're on is to help me pronounce kids' names. Yeah, that in counties. Whenever uh, uh, Eric Dubois, I still I love that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Agner yeah, was Agner was as advertised. He he's nonstop. He plays hard the whole time. Um, he didn't score outside the paint. So you kind of wonder what he is. No, and he won't. Yeah, and that's the – and just from a college standpoint, that's the thing. I mean, that'll be – and he's probably going to play baseball. Is that what he is? He's a baseball player? Well, I know he's like first-team all-city wide receiver. Oh, why? okay, so he's football too. So he's a three-sport uh, he's, he's, he's at Castle, so he's not in the city. So, yeah. Yeah, I get it. No, I, the conference. Yeah, you're talking about conference. So. Yeah, it's a good football school though. Um, but – but he was good, and, and Dylan Watson was made had an impact around the basket. Um, I did not see the start of the game. He did not start the second half. I don't think about that. Did he? Can't remember. But he was he ran the floor hard. He's he looks a little different now than when I saw him even in the summer. Uh, but Eigner yeah. was as advertised. The kids just constantly in motion, constantly moving. Um, their junior guard too. Um, Brandon Bishop, Braden Bishop, he played hard. He was kind of, he was like looking to get downhill quite a bit. How about Nihas? Um, little senior guard, decent, yeah, decent. 
Um, again, a lot of these guys, this is, this is like a different castle team. This is like a team that's the kids that are their, their best, their most productive players are like blue collar kids. Not that kids like Hemingway, Hemingway wasn't a hard worker, but they don't have the, they don't have the dude that goes out there and just gets buckets. You know, they don't have that guy. Eidner's the closest thing they had to that. Right. And he's mostly just slashing and cutting and, and yeah, Bishop and, and Niehaus are going to, are going to put it up. Yeah. Uh, and um, oh, I'm, I'm uh, slipping my mind. Uh, Sorry. I'm I'm the name. Um, 20, 22, I think. I, so I apologize. Oh, Donovan Cunningham. Yeah, Cunningham's a good shooter. Yeah. Indy Going likes to him too. Indy sent me a text. Wanted, um, you know, in the, in the team they played, it was tight. They're athletic. It was uh, the, the crowd was. The six people who showed up were nasty. Uh, they complained every call. And um, at the end of it, a castle prevailed. And, and now I got Five in a row. Um, started, started out tough. They lost, uh, they lost to Linton. They were kind of, you know, they lost, they've won five in a row. So, Brian Gibson's a really good coach. The um, – the second game was bossy. Uh, Tyree Howe didn't play. He's still hurt. Yeah, high uh, ankle sprain, man. It's bad. Can't, can't like Matt Wagner more than what – I mean, he is – the only thing he didn't do yesterday was shoot from three. He, he has incredible vision. He works defensively. He's a little, he's a little small. You know, he's a little small. Like, he's not small as in short. He's just thin. Um, and he's not a lockdown guy because I don't think he's got the link to be that as well, but he definitely is. He can get down and keep people in front of him, which, you know, a lot of times you regard the other team's point guard. That's what you want. But his vision, he threw, he threw a left-handed cross court or diagonal pass, probably 70 feet in transition and hit, um, joiner. She knew because nobody seems to know who nobody seemed to know who that was. Adrian Joiner Joiner. He might have came in last year. Hit hit Joiner in stride for a three. Now Joiner missed the shot. Now he had a he had a decent game, so he just happened to miss that shot. But it was left handed, so his off his offhand seventy feet diagonally, just on a dime. And it's like, whole I mean, that was. A that he saw it. B that he threw it with the ball was in his left hand, so he threw it with his correct hand, um, and just in stride. He had other situations like that where he was he could drift past either hand. He he gets in the paint, he drifts or he penetrates baseline. They cover up the drift, and he automatically sees. I mean, he's got Braden Smith level vision. He's got Braden yeah. Smith level vision. He doesn't have Braden Smith's length. He doesn't have. The strength that that Braden has developed, um, I, I think he's a kid that. I mean, if I'm definitely if I'm a Division two school, I don't know what his offers are. Let me look, or if he's got any at all. I think we've said his name. He doesn't have any any right now. No, nothing. nothing. No and that's the summer, and you know, I tried to get him to go with me one weekend, but you know, he just didn't have. It, it was just kind of a product of of kind of how I ended up doing that. You know, coaching that team last year was just 
not opportunity enough for, for everyone. Now, now Southern Indiana was, that. Stan was there from Southern Indiana. Um, so he was, he was watching. I don't know if he saw every game, but he was definitely there for those, for, for that, for those sessions. Um, but he, or for that game and, and then the game after, but he was, um, uh, Wagner was impressive. I like the Joiner kid too. Well, you know, I touched on him a little bit. And that's um, impressive. He's impressive without being a good shooter, which is um, both both kind of an enigma in its own. And well, and, and Burkhart Burkhart will tell you that he, he can shoot it. Now he shot well from mid range. I'm a believer. You got to hit him in the games. Like I, I, I agree. You, know, you you just got. That's just why I. There's a difference well, he, between games and practice, and I believe Matt's skilled. I'm not saying he's a nigga. Like, I just if I'm going if I'm going out there, if I'm a big school that can can recruit a lot of talent, that's what I'm saying. That's why he's not got the interest. Because, hey, I've been saying it for a long. Like, Matty Wagner is the best player nobody knows about. But you know, um, will somebody appreciate his 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 ability to control a game's tempo? Like, you know, you some point guard. You got to go pretty high up the ladder in college to find a point guard who isn't flawed. Sure. I mean, look at it. Look at what IU has. I mean, even their their two primary kids are flawed, and you know Lander can't get off the bench. So you got to go pretty high up the ladder. You got to uh, yeah, go higher than that to get. Now I'm not saying he's a high major kid. I'm just saying that if if I'm a Division two school, you can also GLB, make If I'm a GLV <laughs> school, this is a kid you can give the ball to. Maybe not the first year, but that you can give the ball to and he can run your team. He'll find people. He can't be your first option. Maybe he's your fourth option. Maybe he's your fifth option. But if you get him a guy that has the requisite size in your league, in your conference, um, then I think he gets even better. I mean, because they don't have any any post. I mean, Joyner's their biggest player, the tallest player. He's pretty much three-point line. Yeah. Which is again not critical because he shoots the ball well from there. I'm just saying that they don't have a big like they don't. He doesn't have a ball screen partner that he can that can flush out the defense as a role man and give him the extra space he needs to get downhill. But he was he was impressive and and I'm if I'm if I'm an OVC school, I'm taking a look at him. I mean I just I think he's a kid again. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not out there forcing things. He did. And it's funny, as soon as I tweeted about him, and of course he instantly turned it over, but he he doesn't really make a lot of mistakes out there. And and to me, there's a value in that. It was, it was why I was always convinced that Darian Ringo from Brownsburg could play at a mid-major and certainly could compete even against high majors, if not play at a high major, because he never made mistakes and you could never speed him up. And even though Darian struggled with his outside shot, I mean, Matt Wagner's a better shooter. He's not the athlete that Darian was. Um, and Darian was the best defender I've ever coached. But, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, saying. yeah. I, I think that's saying something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely saying something. But, but you know, offensively, you know you could give him the ball and he just wouldn't – something good was going to happen or you were going to get it. Let's just say you know you were going to get a shot. And with Matt Wagner as your point guard, you're going to get a shot. He's going to find the right guy and he's going to be able, or he's going to be able to hit that mid range shot. And he just was good. So um, I, before we go on, I want to say something about it. I want to 
you know, talk about Matt. Um, as a kid that went to college as a point guard, I, I can appreciate what he does so much. You know, some point guards leave their mark on it. Like you, have, you feel them. You, you physically feel the way they control the game. They're just constantly pushing. They're constantly a threat. That's what he is. I mean, you have to think about it too. Their best player, a shooting guard, that's supposedly a college shooting, okay, that you think would be a great source of assists and and left. So he's, right. he's he doesn't have him. He doesn't have Trey Howell, who's an incredible talent. It's Mikhail uh, Larry's little brother, uh, Trey. He's got a high ankle sprain, so he's been he's been out. So Matt, look, in the last two years, he averaged um, last year five point three assists, and I and I get assists can be fickle, right? Like who's oh, yeah. around? They don't have a lot of shooting. They don't have some, you know, Kieran Powell's not in, inside to just dump it off to. Like, he averaged 5.3 assists last year. Um, and his points are down a little bit this year. The 10 point, like, you know, a point, two points. But he's got seven assists, you know, with nobody. nobody. But Joyner's are good, though. If you've not seen – I'm sure you good. Jameer Ajbad is good. Yeah, Ajbad uh, played well yesterday. He had a good – he was better in the second half. They were down 10 at one point. And the next thing I know, they were up 10. Now I was taking pictures and how did none value- play? Huh? How did none play? How did Deidre none? Oh, um, uh, eh. he he looked to penetrate. He struggled. He got deflected. Turnovers. Uh, a lot of times things went badly that didn't result into turnovers. Yeah, something's you know he he's he should be better than that. I don't know. He's just not having. I don't know. Well, I think he's he's that one one dribble too much guy, where he gets in a little or he over penetrates, and he's I not. Think some of these, these guys would appreciate what they got. You know, you, you got these games, and and then it's over. And it's well, not but, about you know. Well, you're talking about big picture, but I'm, I'm talking yeah. about just the game. He well, he okay. he looked like yesterday a guy that didn't didn't read how quickly driving lanes close. Um, because he would get by his guy, and and maybe get by the the dude that's one pass away, but then the second guy was is the guy that would get him. And Matt's a college point guard. I mean, he you know he sees the game obviously. Like oh, Matt's yeah. I can't. Yeah, it's it's going to be on you. You know, the ball's okay. going to be on you. So if you're not, you what, know, and what you want to see with Wagner, and I don't even remember. I can't even recall if they ran a lot of ball screens yesterday. I. I really wasn't paying a whole lot of team paying attention to teams schematically, but I get what you it. want to what you want to see a guy like Wagner do is defenses make the decision they're going to go underneath ball screens, and and you just want to see him hit or miss. I mean, have the confidence to shoot that shot, um, yeah. and 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 then have it be reasonable, like fantasy, like fantasy of late for Indiana has shown. If you go underneath the ball screen, Coach Woodson wants me to shoot it. I'm going to shoot it, and now he's playing with so much more confidence that now he's you know, he's hitting a little bit better percentage. I mean, it's, you know, you don't want to wrap your offense around it or run fantasy off, you know, a dozen ball screens. But here's but, the other thing, Matt, you know, with where his shot's at, he's got to be content not to take the shot too, right? He come off the ball screen, they go under it. Okay, fine. You want to do that? I'll take 30 seconds off the clock. Like, like that's how I'm going uh, to control the game, you know? Because, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I I don't think Burkhart wants him to take thirty seconds off the clock. I'm not saying thirty, but I'm saying <laughs> being being able to avoid a bad. No, I, I'm with you. Oh, he doesn't make bad. You know, he doesn't make bad decisions. So I mean, he's 
he's going to figure out some other way to get in to get into a good shot. But he's I a thought college, he was college he was kid, good. man. Um, then I watched Central versus McCracken County. Um, you know, Hurtis was good for them, as you probably imagine. Blake Hurtis, he had a nice start. They kind of clamped down on him a little bit, though, as the game went on, and they had to rely more on guys like Brady Cato and. Um, these are all going to be dudes that I've never seen play before. Um, sure. I thought Boston Steers did a lot of ball handling for them. But they Like, Hurtis would play the point. Hurtis was their primary ball handler until they brought Steers in. Um, who else did they play? Dang um, on it. I've got the wrong sheets with me. But Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm getting there. I mean, I've got the roster, but I just didn't know. It's you know, McCracken County and uh, well, I got McCracken. Yeah, McCracken County. The 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 funny thing about McCracken County was um, where is he? Brant Brower for them. Twenty eight points for them, and I think one of their best players was injured, so I really didn't know what to expect. But uh, I I know they always. The team coming in out of town. Are you our best player? Didn't come. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, he was there. He was in a boot. But the Brower kid, He's our best I player. tweeted at the end of the game, he had 25 points and he was on the ground 28 times. I'm not even sure why Andre had to sweep the floor after the game as much as this kid was on the ground. Okay. And my you know, a lot of it, Yeah, well, you know, there's there is that side. A lot of it's hustle, obviously. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is recklessness, maybe. <laughs> Take you know, obviously he's trying to take charges. I mean, just one man crashes another man's treasure, Jim. I oh I know. Trust me, he was he was good, he, and he did a lot of scoring late. Hit some, I mean, he hit three threes in a row. I mean, he he was pretty complete for them, and and then come to find out, talking to Blake's Hurtis's father that that he was this Brower kid's yeah he's pretty good. So the Ian Scott kid was the one they're missing, six seven junior who evidently is a good shooter. And here's what's little, tough about playing Kentucky this year. They they're gave seniors. Them, they gave them a fifth year. They're like, four, yeah. they're like 29 or something. Like, I mean, they're just – they're so yeah, old. Yeah, they've got – yeah, the, the team that played uh, Friday night, Harden, I guess, has two fifth-year guys. <laughs> well, um, so, anyway, buddy, I know I know, I run into – I think he's in Ohio County. He's got four. Four, yeah. And that's the thing. I think, again, if you listen to this and you don't really follow other states – I mean, I don't follow other states, but I, I do remember this. That Kentucky did give – basically they're seniors an extra year. And I mean, as, as nice as that is, it does change the dynamic of your team. I mean, I'm kind of glad Indiana didn't do it because the only thing those seniors missed out on was, was tournament. It wasn't like they missed out on their senior year. They just missed out on their, you know, the last three weeks of the season. Now, I know that's pretty important and I was bummed out, but because, um, you know, my guys were playing pretty damn good basketball. I say my guys. Carmel was playing pretty damn good basketball in February of 2020. But you can lean into your guys. I'm good with that. I, I don't. I'm glad Indiana didn't do that. No, 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 no business doing that. Um, that would have created the most, uh, the biggest log jam in the history of the world with that class last year. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I still think that. I mean, it would have been interesting. We could go back and like well, that, yeah. that could be that could be a separate pod. People. Yeah, if you had forty people to it, twenty yeah. people. 
a lot. I mean, it it kind of I don't know. Anyway, it, it couldn't have hurt. Uh, couldn't have helped. But, but 20, helped. we can say twenty twenty was. I mean, I don't twenty twenty for Indiana's class was okay. It wasn't great. I mean, you look at the teams that won that. You look at the teams that won state the year before. Were all led by sophomores and juniors, or all all led. I'm sorry, all led by sophomores. Um, you know, we were talking about the possibility of Carmel, Blackhawk, and S- Silver Creek three-peating. All those teams, the only senior in that mix, the only senior of huge consequence, although Blackhawk had some good kids, but it was Waddell for Carmel. I mean, Silver Creek, I mean, sure, they played – they would have had a, a couple of kids maybe, but I mean, Creek actually, no, actually, no, Car- I mean, Waddell wasn't a senior. It was, Jackson Jansen was their only senior. Oh, yeah. Carmel, had, Carmel had no seniors uh, other than Jackson, um, who was only a part-time starter. You know, Blackhawk was all juniors and, and sophomores, and Silver Creek was all juniors and sophomores. So I don't know how much of an impact the 2020 class would have, you know, would have been – you know, it might have changed who came out of the north, but you know, I, hell, Ivy had even gone to a prep school, so no, I don't, I don't know what that would have done from a from a tournament perspective. I, I guess having that extra experience could have changed some games, but but big picture, I don't think it would have impacted much because twenty twenty one was so good, such a such a good class. Um, I don't know that it would have changed much, but. No, Central just didn't have – McCracken County was, is just really good. I mean, they were good without that kid. I don't know if that kid's their best player, their second best player or what, but they had also had a sophomore guard that I liked a lot, um, Connor Miller. We're going to end up talking more about McCracken County than we are Evansville Central. But the thing that I liked about Hurtis was that his shots improved from the last time I really got a chance to see him play. Um, he, he looks to create for others. And he'll even post up sometimes every now and then. He'll, he'll post up a small guy if he gets him. Um, and Central doesn't really have any have any size. So it's it's not like they got to change a ton to get him a quick quick look inside. So, um, so but McCracken County had a lot of weapons, and at the end of it, they just pulled away. I think they won by 13 or something like that. Yeah, they, so won, by, I, they won by eight. When you're talking about, like um... – athletes that can just do everything well you know what i mean just that's like what blake Curtis. anything he picks up he can do he can do pretty well you know yeah that's i i put jack of all trades and he is the antithesis to the argument that um the antithesis the antithesis okay hey (laughs) hey i gotta evs the education man i'm gonna down here i'm more (laughs) limited to begin with and but you know He's the uh, antithesis to the argument. I'm going to have you around to say that. Um, (laughs) That's like I used to – You have to play all sports. I was probably 49 years old before I knew how facetious was spelled, so don't worry about it. I'm good with facetious. I'm just not – I'm anti-antithesis. Right. Everything is how – what matters is the the emphasis you put on the syllables. Um, What what really matters, though, getting back to the point, is that – to be a good, a great shooter, right? To be a great shooter, to be a college, like you, you have to put in an in an enormous amount of time that I had no idea that was necessary. And right. he's a great football player. 
but he's he's the best. Is he's a you know he could be a he could get drafted as a pitcher. He's a baseball player too. Yeah, you saw him throw it in from three quarter court. Uh, to beat Gibson Southern, sorry, Mark Rohr. Um, hard way to take an L. Three quarter court the other night, they were tied, and and he's got a great arm. Like, and it just it, it hurts because you know he plays a lot of baseball and yeah wasn't able to play last spring and he came in you know the summer and it was just kind of out of game shape. Whereas you know a lot of guys have have. So it's a beautiful thing, and it's, a, and it's a, also it's it's just kind of a, a little bit of a downfall, I think, because if he spent more time on just basketball. Well, we look at – I mean, I thought that way with Luke Lacey from Brownsburg. I think if he – talk about a great defender and a great passer, that's a kid that he graduated in 2021. He's in Indianapolis now as a wide receiver or maybe a defensive back. He, that would have been a kid that if he would have really put – more time into just changing a couple things about his basketball game. I thought with his defense and passing could have been a division one card. Um, he focused on football in the off season thinking that maybe he would be a division one football player, but that didn't play out. And I don't, I don't think he's dissatisfied with any decisions he's made. It's just as big of a basketball guy as I am, as big of a basketball guy you are. Anytime we see guys that could be, something in basketball Simon sherry colson montgomery <sighs> yeah we all think that they're wasting their life <laughs> you know it's it's you know it's it's prejudice definitely on our part <laughs> you know we like are prejudiced like for wrong. basketball but huh? not i may not you be right but i'm not wrong well i know but i don't know if colson montgomery is going to regret that <laughs> he's going to regret it. shout out again to mark Moore. mark Moore. I don't. I don't think Montgomery's going to regret his decision to focus on baseball anytime soon. No. You know how much I mean, money? I coached, I coached a kid, BJ Slicker, who turned down Division One quarterback scholarships because he was drafted by the Phillies, but basketball was his favorite sport by far. And we had to have a meeting after his fifteen and under summer with me and his dad and his summer baseball coach, who's a friend of mine. Back then, the Indy Bulls guys were run just have to be run by at the time were a couple of guys that I knew pretty well. And we were like, dude, you're going to make money playing baseball. You need to forget about this AAU basketball thing. And I, no, God love I'm, him. He wanted to stay. And if I was a pro, if I was going to be like top of the, I would want to be a baseball. Like I would want to play basketball 82 times a year. Like that's, that's insane. Well, he hated baseball. That was, He ended up hating baseball, which. Sure. I, no, I'm not saying he hasn't come around back around to the sport, but. I mean, he and then he transferred to University of Indianapolis and set a bunch of like freshman passing records, and then gave it up. He just didn't have a love for it. He loved basketball; that was his favorite thing. And I do think he's, I, I do think he's coaching football though. I think he's in Westfield. Um, this was a kid that graduated in '96, so it's and only played for us for one year. So it's not like I'm. Hey, rights. Tell me about rights. Rights, uh, well, Shipper didn't play. Was he hurt? So he's hurt. He took a concussion, I think, earlier in the week, uh, maybe even Friday night. No, he, I don't think he played Friday night. No, he didn't play Friday night. He took a concussion earlier in the week. Um, so they go 0-2 in the weekend without him. And, you know, you could tell that the team that Wrights played had to scout on Higgs because they basically just chased him around the whole game. And – 
you know, Higgs probably had eight points and six rebounds and five assists. And I, I didn't have a problem. You know, you watch a situation like that and you, and you look for decision-making. Um, you know, I, I, I thought there were some times where he could be a little bit more aggressive offensively. But I know he also took a knee to his thigh on Friday. So he wasn't feeling probably as good as he normally is. Um, because oddly enough, every now and then he likes to go try to dunk on somebody. And you wouldn't, you look at him and you wouldn't think he could do that, but he can and has. Um, Superboy next door, I call him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he definitely looks like a little choir boy out there, especially when he's rocking his glasses. Not that he plays in glasses, but got these big oversized glasses that he rolls around in. But. He needs to start talking some trash in him. <laughs> and, yeah, and I bring that up for, and I'm, I'm dead serious. Like you laugh. But I'm no, dead, I don't laugh. No, let's stop laughing. With kids. Let's stop laughing. Let's have a serious discussion about your boy Higgs. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, great A kid, man. Like, love him. Great family. Friends of mine. No way they should have lost that. I, don't tell me about Shippert being out. Good. Yeah. Shippert's out. Good. You know what? Coach, I got you. We're still going to get these dubs. That's just the next step, I guess, is where I'm getting out with Higgs. I mean, he's well, – I know, but they also we have talked kid. about this. I got to get this kid's name. Pause it. And I understand. Who's okay. 23 for them? There we go. 23. KT Tenson. Mm-hmm. I hate to call out a kid. I'm not trying to – he this kid this guy struggled normally he's normally he's a better player he struggled ex- expressly defensively i mean that was amazing uh, and adams didn't coach adams I, I assume was out due to some sort of covid issue um they they struggled at, at times of i mean they didn't rebound well as a team the kid i liked that i thought should have played more was jaden sanders really uh, that kid was physical and would rebound and um, he played hard, but I don't know. They just didn't look like, they looked like a team that didn't have one of their top two players. They looked like a team that didn't have their coach and they were a team that didn't have their top two players and they didn't have their coach. So I don't know. That's, that's hard to do at the high school level. I don't care. That's not making an excuse. Those are just facts. Um, and Higgs isn't – I don't think Higgs yet at the high school level is the kind of team that – is the kind of kid that's just going to put a team on his back. Well, I don't think he's at college level either. I'm just, yeah, well, no, but that's, that's my point. So, But that's my point. So if we think that, where he's still better because he's got other people around him, if the other people aren't there, then that takes away a big part of his game. And then if it bumps down their, their best defender that is now guarding him, you know, versus having to make the decision between him and Shippert. And now all of a sudden, you know, that, that may alter his ability to, his ability to get driving gaps, his ability to create, you know, create shots for others. If he's not getting downhill as much because they don't have to worry about Hibbert or Shippert. Sorry. I keep calling him Hibbert. So. Hi Jim. I'm here to double down. (laughs) That's fine. Go. No, I'm not going to go on. I'm just, I'm just telling you, in my heart of hearts, you know, my gut tells me that for a couple games that Higgs, no, he's not going to put a team on his back at the next level. But there's a lot of guys scoring a lot of points at the high school level that 
that aren't going to score at college, right? But I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It is very armchair, right? It's very. I don't, I don't know. Very I don't know anything about the situation. But you've uh, seen a kid a lot, and I and I coach him. So here's what dis- here's what disappointed me yesterday, and it's the same discussion I've had with a couple of other kids that I that I coach, and it's a, and it's a discussion that we have because we have a kid on our team who is also a very good shooter who doesn't give a crap. He just shoots the ball. Landon Beagle. Beagle just shoots it. And how many, he doesn't care if he's open, doesn't care if he's what the situation is other than time and score. Think, you know, he's, he understands that. He just puts the ball up because he knows he can hit the shot and he knows they need it. And Higgs could have been a little bit more aggressive in pulling up early in a possession. He could have been a little bit more aggressive coming off ball screens, thinking shot. Um, but again, that's not his disposition. He is a, I think he is a point guard that looks to create and is, is overly unselfish. And it's hard to just to flip that switch and all of a sudden decide. I mean, let's face it. I'm guessing that Higgs, when he gets his biggest scoring games, I'm guessing he probably gets three or four catches or shots off catches, and I'm betting he gets the rim a lot. And those two things didn't happen yesterday because nobody else could get him open, and he didn't have as much room probably because Shippert's not there with his own gravity. That, that's, that's just my analysis. I mean, it's the only time I've seen him play during the school year um, live. I've seen I, some I watch him play North. I watch him bla- um, just blast North. Right. Well, he was really good. Getting, getting in. And space. North's not terrible. Say that again. No, he was really good in in transition. You know, get out in space and. Yeah, they didn't have any of that this game. Mostly because they couldn't get a rebound to save their life. I mean, that team. I don't forget who they played now. That that team got to the offensive glass whenever they wanted because they just had a kid or two that with missed blockouts. Um, so, yeah, I would say from a team perspective, that's a, a tape they're going to want to correct some mistakes on just in general. But I don't know. That's, Wrights is probably the – I don't know. It's really – well, so what do, you, what do you think? Wrights, Castle, Harrison, you saw in that section was North who um, – we didn't see, but it's playing really well. They're they've won. They were playing well, really bad. I I think that Wrights is still the great class of those four A teams. Although I didn't see, I didn't, I wasn't around for the Harrison game. Um, Castle beat Harrison. North beat Harrison. Obviously, Bossy's three A, so so they're excluded from that. Because yeah, Harrison, again, I mean, Harrison could get hot like in, in, overnight. They could. They got the talent to do it, but. I mean, let's not forget Shepard's six six. I mean, he's just a lot of things in the court that he can do. I mean, aggressive. Like the, huh? And and it's an aggressive six six. I mean, sometimes yeah. You have I mean, he's there. a. I mean, he and he and Isaac are definitely their two most talented players, and they're definitely their two most productive players offensively. Um, I don't know how well Shepard guards, but I got to believe. I know he rebounds well. So, anyway, you know, physical inside, they got to go at their 
at New Albany. Their next three games are at New Albany, at Floyd Central, at Memorial. I'll be at the Floyd Central game. So we've already t- we talked about that a little bit. They're just going to be so much bigger than Wrights at each position, except maybe the point. I don't know who they – I don't really know who they play there primarily, but they're going to be bigger than Wrights at every position. I mean, we did that 4A hierarchy, and, I mean, I got to believe we, we probably overlooked Floyd Central as a team that will, will probably be in the semi-state against whoever comes out of Indy. I mean, I suppose when you can't completely discount Fun fact, Bloomington North. Fun fact that uh, Floyd Central had to go to overtime at home to beat Harrison. Well, and Harrison's talented, yeah. No, no, not like a weird fact, but like as as much as, as, you know, Harrison's Floyd, And I bet Floyd Central could be bothered by quickness. Yeah, they lost to Jefferson Town, lost to Pike by three. You know, Pike's not been able to yeah, quite get over the hump to, you know, to win that tournament this weekend, but we're well, right no, up there. What's going on with Jeffersonville? Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know what? In, last night I was thinking, who can I get on? Who can we get on to talk about that that you know won't just doesn't just hate Jeffersonville? I mean, I could probably turn to a couple people that <laughs> just badmouth Jeffersonville. Just because they don't like them, but I no, mean, I don't, I don't like. Is it? Is it? The, I've asked college coaches if anybody's like that have been there to look at Razor Moore. If people are injured, and they're like, no, everybody's there. Everybody's accounted for, and they're just struggling. Maybe we're missing. Maybe the teams they're playing are super talented. They play a lot of Kentucky teams. Um, but yeah, I don't. What are they? Two and seven? Two and six? Uh, two and seven right now. I mean, but they. Uh... You know, they beat North to, to open the year, and then they went to Ohio and lost. Lost to Seymour, lost to Silver Creek. Um, I mean, Louisville Western's good. I do know that. J-Town's good out of Kentucky. I know that. I don't. I assume – I don't know what – they beat Wagner. Providence, Providence is a really good 3A team. They lost to them by three. Yeah, Providence is a good 3A team. A lot of those guys came up and played in the fall league, which was nice. They got, But they got throttled by Floyd Central. Seymour is having a good year, but normally Seymour having a good year still means they lose to Jeff. Silver Creek is having a eh, down year for down year, and they they whipped them, they beat them pretty good. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with with uh, Jeffersonville. If they lose to Columbus East, (laughs) how's that? How's that ending to the season? There, you got to go at James County. You got Louisville Ballard at New Albany, which is down. Who wants to go there and play? Uh, shout out Jim Shannon, 600 wins. And they go to Wrights. Um, never an easy place to play. I go, I walk in that gym and I still feel like I'm getting nails from them. Castle. Of the year. Um, you walk in that gym, you get vertigo. Yeah. If anybody's, if anybody's not been in Wrights' gym, they basically just have bleachers that kind of curve around one side, right, from corner to corner. They quit. They quit. They never. They never rehired the. Uh, I'm just kidding. This is and the the stands go up. I don't know, thirty rows. And there's just bleachers on one side of the gym. And I've never been there for a game. I've been there for a practice. Um, it's a great place to play in. I mean, it's really loud. It's like almost like an amphitheater because there's no fourth side. They should have. If they would have built it out, it would have been really awesome. Well, it would have. It would have been. 
it would well i mean i would you'd imagine it wouldn't have been i mean they built it in a hill so you, mm-hmm. you'd imagine it probably wouldn't be as tall but it would be similar to what newcastle is when they say right? on the hill you're literally on the hill yeah you're in they literally are on the hill it's on a hill and the bleachers are on one side and there's just a wall on the other side i was there for the Jalen, the Jaden, or the sanford days yeah well i mean those are then and, and that's what i remember growing up like you know tyrone browning uh west atterbury all right, best game you saw this week. So I watched uh, Memorial Modern Day on Friday okay. night. It's it two buddies that I grew up with. And a lot of people don't know about Kurt Wildeman. But, like, if I was a school in Indy looking for, a, like, a head coach, I mean, this guy does more with less at Modern Day. So, you know, he's kind of – he really is a gold standard around here as far as coaching goes. So I just want to see what, how, you know, the Tigers would do. Connor Agler, somebody has got to give that kid a um, – he's at Memorial, senior at Memorial, 5'11", undersized, just the biggest heart ever, 1390 SATs, loves basketball. Jimmy's like a driveway kid. You know, like there's not a lot of driveway kids anymore. And, uh, there's not a lot of driveways. So Connor Agler is a kid that I – you seen – you pay attention to the new houses that go up? They're like oh, yeah, five yeah. bedroom, five bedroom houses with little dinky driveways. Everybody parks sure. on the street. Sure. Oh yeah, in in your way. Um, but you know that's Connor's a, a driveway kid though. He's just not like uh, that's what he's got. You know, he's just and it's good enough for him because he loves the game and he wants to play somewhere. So I I want to see what Kurt did. And you know they do. Kurt had a, a tough. Uh, they lost their best player in the fall to an injury. And so he's kind of had to deal with some other thing, you know, trying to piece some stuff together. Super dangerous in that sectional. South Spencer's in there. Who's really, you know, kind of the cream of the crop in that two way um, sectional, but, you know, super dangerous. Well, Memorial was able to pull it out and, you know, it's, it's a great program win for, for Heath Howington. He's got to go up against two of the best teams in Southwestern Indiana every year in that sectional you know, and Nate Hawkins at Heritage Hills and Coach Burkhardt at Bossy. I mean, that's, that's you know, before you even get started, you got to get past those two to be able to do anything. So, right. step forward for that program. They got a lot of young guys. Uh, Tucker Tornada, uh, sophomore, big kid. Well, hold on uh, to that thought. Hold on to that okay. thought. Holding. Hold on to that thought because that can be something else. Um, best game I saw the week. Probably, oh, I don't know, Carmel Cathedral, I guess. I mean, it's not exactly a bad game to, to revert to. I mean, um, you know, it was kind of um, – I mean, look, it's a big game. Both teams – they – both teams in the past have had double-digit leads and lost against each other. Uh, both teams, obviously – highly regarded this year both teams are met each other in the state championship game and you know in the last decade um you know they came in this year i think we all thought they were going to be two of the top three or four teams in the state i don't think anything has changed my mind on that i mean we've added some teams to that list right but i don't i don't think that i think cathedral along with now ben davis and i guess north central um yeah, I guess we got to start lumping some other teams in there, maybe, right? But, but I think Cathedral's maybe definitely going to be a th- yeah. D- Cathedral's definitely going to be a threat come March. Um, but 
they uh, they just had some really bad stretches against Carmel, and Carmel exploited every single one of them. Suter was active. He probably had six steals and probably had – that led to four, you know, layups of either him uncontested or him just basically one guy to beat. He's a new player and, now. This, and Suter – Still not 100% sure he's he's completely healthy, but he looked good that game. And Suter in space is good. We I talked a little bit of during the recruiting stuff about how, you know, I'm sure part of the reason why he made his choice other than just, you know, really wanting to go to Bellarmine was that his recruiting hadn't changed this year and during the school season, him waiting a little bit. Um, but, you know, Carmel didn't hit shots in the first half. They basically were turning defense into offense. And they weren't giving Cathedral a lot of second chance points. And I remember tweeting at halftime thinking if Cathedral could turn Carmel over and, you know, leading to some easy baskets, this could, you know, this definitely could be an interesting game, you know, or certainly could tip the tide in their favor. And I said, but if Carmel starts hitting shots, then all of a sudden they can, you know, start pulling away. And well, both those things happened. So really it was a net zero for Cathedral. And then, then Carmel tightened up cleaned up the turnover stuff a little bit and then it was just kind of on their way. Um, I didn't see great games this week in terms of just the actual games. The Ben Davis Lawrence North game was an utter blowout, which shocked me. Um, we're going to get to them here soon. Um, I, well, North Harrison and Eastern Pekin was a good game. Um, but, you know, when, some of the, you know, some of the guys that, you know, Logan McIntyre not really get to play a lot, sort of anticlimactic a little bit watching that game, but, but it was a, that was a tight game, but yeah, I still say Carmel Cathedral was the best game I saw this week. So. Um, so that was really, that was kind of like Friday. I, just, I didn't want to kind of, I don't want to leave anybody out there. No, you're fine. What, what was the best team you saw this week? Well, I watched Linton beat Bloomfield for the second time. It was not a good game. But, you know, you got to get to win those ugly wins in the tournament against a team that you played, you know, a couple times. So I thought that was a good a good win for them. Um, now they have North Davies this week. But I thought Linton's 14-1, and one and they've, you know, said it from day one. They're not there for Joey Hart's point total. Um, they're just there for the win total. And, you know, so they're doing – they got enough weapons to do that, especially what you know, especially on their on their schedule. Um, I mean, I've seen Joey Hart put a team on his back and win. So, I mean, let, just because it doesn't happen every time, or or that they don't need it to happen every time, doesn't mean it can't be done. Um, sure. I thought Castle played really well against. Uh, you know, on uh, in overtime they won. That was a pretty good game I saw on Saturday. Um, but Jeff beating Tenley, I got to see that live stream. And, you know, I'm just so impressed with Javon Buchanan every time I watch him play. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he was really good. He was good against Fishers. I mean, and, I mean, look, Jalen Harrelson guarded him, and I thought Jalen Harrelson for a freshman came out really well in that game. I thought he was like, look, I'm going to guard this guy no matter what. I love that Harrelson takes the defensive end of the floor seriously. He cool. made Buchanan work. Buchanan still had probably 23, 21 or 23 that game. He was just – I think offensively, Buchanan is, is a D1 player. I think defensively, he has he's, – he's capable. Uh, he's just 
Jeff doesn't always guard. They did in the, they did in the regional final last year, but they don't always guard. They don't always take that into the floor seriously. But I think the best game, the best game though, yeah, that's what I want. Was Westfield and Culver's Academy. Cooper Farrell had thirty. Um, you know, they came in. Oh, Westfield. Westfield. Oh, really? They played. Uh, when the hell was that? Yesterday. Oh, it was sat- oh, last night. Okay. Oh yeah, they played at Westfield. Um, 54-52. It was a barn burner all the way to the end. Farrell had thirty. Best game. That's the best game I didn't see. You, the best game you didn't go to. Well, yeah, it was. It was stream. Yeah, I know. That's fine. I think it, it wasn't streamed, was it? I don't know. Well, if you didn't go to it, how do you know? I mean, hell, I could. We, I could have said North, North Central versus. Could have said North Central versus Ben Davis. I didn't go to that game. I didn't see it. It was just an innocent comment, trying trying to cover as many things as possible. You know, <laughs> the haters will hate. That's that's the lesson I take from this. Is well, you didn't you didn't go to it, you didn't see it, but it was the best game. I can't. The best game I did not see. It's not allowed. Not allowed. We have rules here. Best team I saw this week was Ben Davis. Tuesday night, Ben Davis. I got to believe Wednesday night, Ben Davis, and Friday night, Ben Davis was the same team. Why? Because they blew the hell out of everybody. <laughs> no, so who cares? Maybe they sucked. Why Why was Ben Davis good, though? Because uh, they were complete. They shot the ball well. They were defensively. They were in Lawrence North's grill the whole game. They made life for C.J. Gunn difficult. I think other. I think some of the Lawrence North teammates made life for C.J. Gunn difficult. Um, I think what you want to see with Lawrence North is the kids that were playing with a lot of tenacity and a lot of confidence early in the year keep that confidence. I know they took a couple of losses, you know, right before Gunn came back. Um, and, you know, outside of a couple of instances here recently with, you know, dudes like, you know, this this last group of, you know, teams with Avance and Hughes, there, there have been times when LN has looked good early and, and sort of waned as the season went on. They never did that in the Avance years because he just was too big of a leader. Um Right now, Gunn's playing with a bunch of underclassmen, and those guys aren't of late, I should say. They're not as competitive. They're not competing as hard as they did beginning of the year. That's just from the naked eye. That's just from the eye test. Um, no clue what it looks like in practice. None. But but Ben Davis – Probably like the same. I mean, Ben Davis jumped him from the beginning and, and never took the foot off the pedal. And that's hard to do. That's hard to do in high school especially to a good team. I mean, Lawrence North never had a chance to breathe in that game. And when you look at what the scores were against Pike, you know, coming across Twitter, you had to imagine that was the exact same game. You know, defensively, Ben Davis has a lot of weapons. They can turn defense into offense. Um, I think their their best shooter is, is Wyndham, sophomore, K.J. Wyndham. But then they have other guys who can score in other ways, you know, and, and they've got size that they can turn to if they, you know, obviously when they need to. Uh, they've, got, they've got depth up front and in the backcourt off the bench. Um, them and Brebuff have as much depth. But their, their depth's crazy. I, I would love for Coach Carlisle. I mean, it's one of the best stories of the year. How he's been able to to satisfy, you know, uh, Kenny Troutman 
you know, coming off the bench, who's got college interest. He really doesn't play that much. Like, yeah. and he, the way Coach Carlisle has been able to make that work is a thing of beauty. I mean, in this day and age, that you could be able to get that many kids to buy in, it's an incredible story. Well, they've got – I think most people would have thought they might have been a year away just with how deep their junior class is. I mean, I typed this – I don't know, where I, don't know where, where I put it. But there's you look at you look at a lot of the good teams this year. Most of them have are junior led. Most of them are junior dominated. Even you know, even though you know, and obviously the great team, the ones that we view as being great, Carmel coming into the year, Carmel Cathedral Homestead are the teams that have juniors and seniors. But the other teams, pretty much, especially the four A level, just have juniors. So what that and and I've said for a while that the junior class, this 2023 class, is extremely deep. It's it's may not have the the big big name at the top, but it's it's very deep, and it, that bodes well for next year because you're going to have a bunch of. I mean, Cathedral's got five juniors who can play. Carmel has six juniors who can play. Floyd Central probably has three or four juniors who can really play. Um, you know this. Even down in Evansville, you look at Evansville Central, most of their team juniors. You look at Wrights, other than Shipper, juniors. Um, you got Linton, who is junior. Crown Point, Crown Point juniors, Linton, 2A juniors. Um, I mean, we could go through this other than, you know, like Snyder's mostly seniors. Um, you can pick, you know, Warsaw's having a really good year, juniors. I mean, obviously, other than Sikafude. Um, I mean, pick one. I mean, pick a team, you know. I don't know who else, where else we could go with that. But um, Noblesville, mostly juniors. Fishers. Very 21st century. All juniors. Tenley, juniors. I mean, it's – I mean, I'm sure somebody could say, yeah, this team has seniors. But, but I mean, we're, we, you and I are trying to rattle this stuff off the top of our head. North Davies, 1A, juniors. Um, people starting to develop a trend here, right? Just juniors. Um, junior class is extremely deep, and that's going to make for a good tournament this year. It's going to make for a good tournament next year. Um, and then 2024 is going to be bypassed. <laughs> and then 2025 is going to come through, and we're going to remember. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to – 2024 will be a lot like 2020. You'll just see a bunch of younger underclassmen. Um running things but here's the and thing 20, and 2022 is good i mean westfield's seniors westfield's definitely seniors zionsville juniors um and i'll just warren say one central. more thing you, and i'll say yeah. one more thing don't get me wrong like warren central seniors i you could north central's best player junior um pike got one senior the rest of it well they got two seniors the rest of it's juniors or caskey who's a sophomore um Terre Haute North is senior. Yeah, Terre Haute North seniors. Um, but I don't know how good their – how strong their schedule is. I mean, Wolfie <sighs> does a great – Wolfie does a great Wolfie, job. Wolfie, you, you heard know? it. You heard Reamer. Well, that's fine. I was you know, Reamer. I, I one think he would, agree, he would agree with this. I'm just kidding. They, them and Terre Haute South have always been landlocked into – anytime they want to play a, a 4A school – 
nobody. That's why they got the. That's why they got the Olympic or the Mick. The, the Mick schools were tired of going over there. Nobody around here wants to drive the Terre Haute, just play a game. Um, we do Carmel, Carmel always played Terre Haute North when I was young, which was neat. But that was always because Bob Hetty, Jim Jones, respect, you know, old time coaches. You know, that's just, you know, people, you know, but that changes a little bit. I mean, the Wolfley's, Wolfley coaches for 20 more years. That's how that'll be. <laughs> um, but, you know, going to Terre Haute North and Terre Haute South, anytime they want to play somebody that's a, a big school, they have to travel. And that's not easy to do. So what do they do? They play the, the teams in their area. And that's just a lot of three and two A teams. I'm sure they avoid the one A teams, but. But you know, still. So, but yeah, I'm Terre Haute North seniors. Terre Haute North's usually seniors. Um, but anyway, who was the best player you saw? Player performance. Man, that's tough. Um... And and your sophomore, save your sophomore, the one kid you were getting ready to talk about. Uh, we'll get to that here in a minute. Oh, in the in Evansville. Um, yeah, just save him because I. It's we, there's something else that we do here after we get through all these other stuff. Who was the best? What the best player performance that you saw live or streaming? Don't give me this. You heard somebody score a lot of points, so. No, I'm just trying to think back to. You know, because there, there were some pretty uh, pretty lame games. Um, I was really disappointed. I thought. I thought the Bloomfield game was going to be a lot better. I thought I was really looking forward to seeing Braylon Graff. I thought he was going to, you know, kind of catch fire. Um, but to be honest with you, probably watching, you know, Linton's got, got answers for Graff though. Evansville North on Friday night. Uh, kid, kid, uh, Bunnell made the, uh, Scott's son. Yeah. He had nine threes score record wow. for threes. And, uh, you know, Bunnell's he's a, he's really a baseball player, but he, well, Scott like, could shoot. Scott could shoot. It's just that Scott was, was probably slower than me. He loves loves who <laughs> we, we were friends. Yeah, we were, we grew up. We kind of grew up to, not grew up. Yeah, smoke kids all hung out together. They all hung out at that, that goal. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah Bud. Watching shoot, him play, Bun can shoot a little bit. North's really coming on. They got you know Mason Wicks is is really playing well. He's kind of their X factor. Aiden Blackford, who I've said for a long time, is like super good. Nobody knows about him. Just one of those kids that doesn't really care about scoring, and you know. So Bunnell's so Bunnell's kid was the your best player of the week, huh? Yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. Nine good. nine threes. Nine threes is a good game. Yes. <laughs> nine. That's a lot. But you know, I don't know. I mean, there's just there wasn't anything that stood out to me this weekend. As far I didn't see the the Ben Davis. Um, they were on the, on ISC. I didn't, um, so I get to see that. That was kind of, um, so we're, so we're both going to all the moderators for best player. Cause mine's going to just be suitor. He, he dominated that game. He impacted it in so many different ways. Um, there's a lot of good teams. Uh, you know, Connorsville was down nine to Noblesville late and just, uh, just put the lock on him. It was, so it was like a lot of team things I saw this week. Right. Uh, well, and, they're, and they don't hardly ever have anybody that stands out. I mean, they basically – they're pretty balanced. But and, – and Carmel was balanced. I mean, it wasn't like Suter had a huge – like he went out and dropped 30, but this was so impactful defensively 
rebounded well and steals, assists, points. I mean, you know, basically 100%. anytime Carmel, anytime West or Cathedral would try to get back in the game, Suter would get a steal. It would go to, would lead for layup. So so he was my best player of the week. So here we go now. Who is your promising prospect of the week? There you go. Now go for your sophomore. Man, I would be nice if I had these questions ahead of time. Not well, it'd be, yeah, I know it would be nice, but uh, but I'll go with Cole Hayworth. How about that? Cole Hayworth. There you go. He had a great weekend. Uh, he loves it. You know, and he's one of those kids. You know, I say that. I say you need. Where's to he go? Concordia. Oh, up north. Okay. He's not even his best player in his class on his team. They have a Johnny Washington who's going to be really good. He had forty yeah, long. He's already day. really good. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking. I I don't care about high school. I mean, like he's gonna be like really good. So anyway, but I'll go with Cole, lefty, big six four kid who just lo- loves to dunk it, yeah. loves who loves the game, and uh, it's starting to show. Man, they're gonna be really good moving forward. I don't, my so usually the rules for this are you're just dropping these questions on me too. I want to say that like I know it's all right. It's my I don't podcast. want people thinking like, this guy's an idiot. He didn't know anything. Like no, they know you're not an idiot. Well, they know you're not an idiot. I don't know that you're not an idiot, but they know you're not an idiot. Um, <laughs> now you're just messing with me here. I don't know who what my prospect, got prospect of the week would be. Um, hold on, hold on one second. All right, my my um, my player, my promising prospect. I don't, you know, it's rough. This, this was not a great week for that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I got I can, another one if you need it. I can tell you, I like. I mean, I like what LeBron Le, LeBron Go Golf is going to be. I keep calling him Go. LeBron Golf is going to be at Cathedral, but most of his stuff was during the JV game. I don't know if that's not allowed. Um, you know, it's. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's not the best, I mean, I, I guess my point is I didn't see too many, I mean, KJ Wyndham would definitely be sophomore freshman wise, the best of that group I saw this week, but he was also a varsity player as a freshman. We're, we're trying to go with guys that are first year varsity players. You know, Mason Lewis. So- huh? You know much about Mason Lewis from North central? No, not yet. No. He's, he just moved in from somewhere. I'm, I'm trying to get my, this year yeah because i mean i feel like that's a name that if people are listening to this podcast they probably i mean i would yeah i would say that golf was was probably the best freshman i saw this week but again most of his damage most of his damage was the jv game now the carmel north the carmel cathedral jv game is probably you know as as good as some varsity games hell that probably was the best game i saw all week in terms of caliber of play and 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 um overall talent but um but lebron goff is going to be a good player he'll you know he'll probably be the starting point guard for cathedral next year after comer after comer graduates so um have fun with that well yeah and you know he'll have some size things he has to overcome but you know lawrence north didn't didn't look good Tuesday night. You know, normally you'd think, well, Kobe Bowles or, or maybe even Xavier Robinson. I will say Xavier's looking a little bit more aggressive than he was early in the year, but he didn't shoot well against Ben Davis. Um, 
I mean, I was surprised North Central beat Ben Davis um, Saturday night, just the way Ben Davis looked Tuesday night and how it appeared they continued to play the rest of the week. But I, it wasn't like I thought they were going to go out and blow North Central out. But, well, this Kevin, this Kevin Gant guy might be onto something here. Well, I, I'll tell you this. Walt Look, he's Morris got great is, experience and, you know. Walt, Walt Morris is an assistant at Carmel. He was a longtime assistant at North Central under, under Doug Mitchell, and he was um, head coach at Brebuff for a number of years. He can't speak more highly of a young coach than Kevin Gant and at North Central. And his main thing was, is, you know, you get guys that want to go in there. And I, and I don't necessarily think he means it as a back-ended slap to some of these other guys, but, but like, you know, you get – he's like, this kid actually cares about North Central. He's not just in it for the job. He's there. He wants his alma mater to be good. He's going to be there for the long haul. And, you know, I remember, too, when he got hired, I didn't, I didn't know who he was. And Wes Stowers, who's played in our program – back in the day and has coached with me for a couple of years. Wes is on the JV coach at North Central. Loved the hire, loved it. And, you know, so that's two people from a North Central perspective whose opinion I respect 100%. They both love the hire. So, you know, who the, the AD is obviously at North Central. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not a dummy, not, not, not a pretty smart no. basketball. Yeah. Well, sure. Andy Elkins. Well, sure. And I know he's um, not the shot caller, but I'm just, you know. But it's, but it's, look, coach hiring is, look, coach hiring is a, <laughs> is, is still a question mark. I mean, I mean, yeah. you would have told me that Brian Hahn wouldn't work in North. Brian Hahn's a hell of a coach. You know, I don't know. I don't know how great of a fit it was. Um, but I don't you can't tell me Brian Hahn's not a great coach Brian Hahn's going to be a head coach again someday at high school basketball and rest assured that program will be very good and rest assured their youth program will be developed and and he'll he'll get it figured out um, you know Carmel takes a chance on Osborne you know a guy with no head coaching experience and and he's been able to take the mantle and probably even improve it a little bit. Um, you know, hiring Scott Hetty was a way more known quantity than hiring Ryan Osborne. And Ryan, I think part of the equation there was he just deserved a chance. You know, and and he's lived up to it. Um, you know, we've t- I mean, but yeah, Walt Morris tells me that Kevin Gant's a hell of a coach or, or the right guy. I would I would tend to believe it, and then West was the same way too. So, so yeah, North Central may may be onto something here. So now they just got to get their their middle school programs producing kids again because they're like Carmel. They they were the first. Well, them and Warren Central, the schools that have three middle schools. That's a huge advantage. You're, you're developing a large number of kids. It has nothing to do with enrollment at the high school level. It has everything to do with how you how and how many you develop your youth guys? Well, they're two different things. They, I agree that they're that they're not they are independent of each other. Well, but I, I think that any coach in the state would take four, uh, five thousand 
whatever, True, however many. But, but it's not like Carmel's, but it's not like there's open try. I mean, there's tryouts. There's official quote, official, I'm putting quotes around it, tryouts. But it's not like there's unknown quantities, qualities going into those. Into yeah, but, but like you look, we talked about this before, you know, why, what makes Peter Suter so, such a great winner, which I think, and people will debate Peter Suter until until the cows come home if they're still talking high school basketball in 50 years about his his value because people will forever want to say that he got his wins at um, Carmel because he was surrounded by talent, which is true. But when you talk to those people at Carmel, you know, they tell you that like Peter is Peter because he was sharpened by stone to be able to come through and be the toughest kid every year in his class. Well, yeah, you don't you don't start as a freshman on a team that's going to go to the finals unless you're good. He's not. It's just not an accident. Yeah, no, it's not. But but I mean, I I think the the thing that gets overlooked, and I don't want to go too far down this tangent because we're really kind of out of time here. But we you look at you you get to a point where people are like oh Carmel's so big and North Central so big and Ben Davis is so big. Well, no, it's they're they're developing kids at a young age because I mean there's three middle schools. Ben Davis now is down to two, but you know that's what's holding Westfield back a little bit is they just have one middle school. You know, Noblesville went to two middle schools here, and you'll see them probably eventually start to benefit as they grow, as they start to grow east of east of 37. You'll you'll see them with you know a little bit of a blip of, of talent insurgence here probably pretty soon because they're just now they're just now getting east of 37 and they were obviously Hamilton County the, the big city for you know until the mid 70s um we see the same problem here Evansville North you know they built that really nice new school on the north side and everything and it has the junior high there too but it also they're the only junior high in town everybody else has well, got middle schools and they've got multiple middle schools. North has one, so they win the city every year. But they just don't—they don't have. They're the only develop, They're only developing. Yeah, they're only developing a certain number of kids. We're short. We're we're, we're small-minded. Like we're we're short. You know, instead of thinking. Well, some of it's resources too. You don't want to just build a middle school because you think it's going to help you get better athletes. You build a middle school because it makes sense geographically. I mean, Carmel convenient, added, convenient excuse now. Yes, but I mean, Carmel added a third middle school because they added one on the west side of the township. And Carmel's just one township. But that's not you why know. it just happened by that. Like, you know, my point is that. Well, no, it didn't. It happened because of all the development that took place out there. I mean, it just made sense from a middle school perspective. But, um, right. you know, but a lot of Carmel kids don't go to Carmel High School. That's why we have Garen. That's why we have, that's why there's university. Um, you know what Luke Brown claims? Tell me who he is first. Luke Brown. Oh, Luke Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Lou Brown. Anyway, Luke Brown claims Carmel on his uh, on you can go to Ken Palm and they said you know hometown. I thought that was weird. Like, do what? If you go to Ken Palm, if you go to yeah. Luke Brown's Ken Palm profile, oh. he claims Carmel as his hometown. I thought that was odd. Oh, maybe he was lived here when he was born. I don't know. No, it's just kind of, you know. Well, yeah, he never went to Carmel. It's kind of strange, anyway. All right, man. What do you What are you looking forward to this week, game wise? Uh, you know, I haven't really looked that far. 
Um, to be honest with you, I haven't kind of those questions that. I'm throwing to you at the end, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought I thought there were some pretty big winners. How about that? Can we go with like maybe some winners this? I thought this weekend, you know, Chesterton. I thought they should probably be your new number one in four A. Not that that matters, but they're kind of the they are the last undefeated team in four four uh, A. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I I think I look at them as a team that'll get to semi state as a favorite to get there. And I know they beat Homestead. Um, I, I'm anxious to see how they would do against what Carmel's doing now. I'm I'm looking forward to Carmel Ben Davis. Carmel plays Pike this week. I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's Friday night. And then ultimately, I'm looking forward to the Carmel Ben Davis game because Ben Davis is going to want to <laughs> knock them knock them hard, and that's going to be an intense game and and. You know, and and but this week it's Pike. Pike's playing really well. Other than just what they did against Ben Davis, they've they've had a really good year. So I'm looking forward to that game this week. But, but um, what night is that? Friday. So, what game? So you don't know what you haven't looked ahead yet. What game you're going to? No, I have not. Uh, not looked at that yet. There's some. That's there's cool. some pretty good ones. Yeah, there always are. Um, so, it's it's funny, some, of, of these, some of these can't these postponements due to COVID are popping up now, and um, so you know if you like going to games, there's there's games every night this week. Makes it for a pretty uh, tough exercise, though, as far as like logistically, like which game to see, who you've seen. Well, yeah, you know. You know, and then I go watch my guys play three times a year, you know, at least. So I'll be down at Floyd Central in two weeks. So in part because I need to see Floyd Central, but also because I'll get a chance to watch rights again, as close to home as they're going to get. So, mm-hmm. all right, Nick, I'm in NFL games are starting. So I'm going to, we're going to fold up here. You, you uh, right. appreciate your time and we'll definitely get you back on here. Okay. You know, I don't know. Every, we do it every week if you want, but but whenever. All right. All right, man. All right, man. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks man. Guys. Have a good week.